Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. So I will share a thought with you and then we move on. I, I, this is a charge. The Bible says in Acts 10.38, it says how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. Now, this is a testimonial, something that everybody knew. This was the reputation of the Son of God throughout his earthly ministry. In fact, Peter, from the way he was saying it, you could tell that he was saying it, anticipating that it was a story that Cornelius must have heard. How God anointed Jesus Christ with, this was common knowledge. You've heard about it. You know, Jesus was so famous that when the guys on the road to Emmaus, you know, had this third stranger who happened to be the Lord himself asking, what are you talking about? They were like, what do you mean what are you talking about? Are you a stranger here? I haven't been hearing what has been happening. I mean, the news about his ministry had gone very far. How God anointed, this is from an observer standpoint. They observed his life and they said that was God. He went about doing good. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Went about doing good. Healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. It's a powerful report. Yeah, there were people who didn't like him, but this was not anything, you know, that they could deny. You know, at some point, they even wanted to stone Jesus. And he said, many works have I shown you of my father. For which of them do you stone me? And none of them, you know, protested and said, what works are you talking about? We've not seen any work. They said, oh, our only problem with you is, you know, you being a man, are saying, you, you know, are you and the father are one, making yourself equal with God? Nobody protested and said, what works? They all believed the miracles. They all believed the signs. How God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power. He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. It was an observation. This was not someone trying to persuade people about the miraculous. This was someone who people saw the miraculous at work in his life, in and through his life, so much that they began to look for him. When they saw Jesus, whether he was having a program or not, whether he wanted to talk or not, a program was going to hold. You, you have to understand this. He literally had to hide from people, run away from people, just so that he can rest, you know, and pray. That's the kind of man we're talking about. And then when you're studying the book of Mark, for instance, there's something very interesting you notice, a pattern that people had noticed. It was a discovery. It wasn't a teaching, it was just a discovery. Just the same way, you know, someone discovers something scientific, like a scientific principle. I discovered that anytime I do this, this is the result. And so when I want that result, I now know what to do. They discovered some things about Jesus' life. They discovered that when you touch Jesus, awesome stuff happens. The sick get healed. I'm just talking about contact. I'm not even talking about him praying for you or any such thing. Just contact. 
It was an observation. And so Jesus is walking on the road and people will block him and beg him, please, let's touch you. It, you know, they are not saying, let's, can, you, can you pray for us or any such thing? They're just like, oh, we brought this guy. We're just like, can he just touch you, sir? I will show you two instances. And I'm using the book of Mark because you see this repeatedly. You know, chapter after chapter. And it's there, you know, as a pattern for you to notice. So the Bible tells us in Mark chapter 3 verse 10, Mark chapter 3 verse 10, the Bible says, And he healed many, so that as many as had been afflicted, pressed about him to touch him. So yeah, many were healed, but he's letting you know that he didn't just gather people and began to minister to them one after the other. You know, people literally just pressed on him to touch him. Hallelujah. Just to touch him. I've told you the story before. You know, there was a guy in school trying to cast out the devil from someone. And the devil won't leave. Then he remembered I had given him a suit one year before, before I graduated. I had graduated. At that time, I was already rounding off my NYC. So it was one year ago. He must have dry cleaned the suit many times. But somehow, the DNA of the first owner was still on it. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know, so he remembered that and he brought the suit. He went to his room. As soon as he entered the room, the demon spoke and said, Ah, oh, you want to touch me with a manorial suit? The demon spoke. Are you getting what I'm saying? You want to touch me with a manorial suit? And just by placing the suit on the guy, the guy was free. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Now, this is the life we're being called to live. And it's a pattern I want to show you. You see this at first in Jesus' life. He says, people began to press on him just to touch him. This must have been where the woman with the issue of blood got the idea. Don't forget, according to Mark's gospel, the story of the woman with the issue of blood was in chapter 5. But this was already his reputation by chapter 3. Are you getting what I'm saying here? So follow this. You see this in chapter 3. They were pressing about to touch him. In chapter 5, the woman with the issue of blood touched him. I was healed. In chapter 7, verse 31, this one touched me. And we're talking about touching. So chapter 7, verse 31, it says, Again, departing from the region of Tyre and Sidon, he came through the midst of the region of Decapolis to the Sea of Galilee. Then they brought to him one who was deaf. They brought to him one who was what? And had the impediment in his speech and begged him to put his hand on him. They, he, they didn't say pray. Just say, you know, uh, this guy is deaf and then he's, he's partially dumb. Can you touch him, sir? He was just going. He was, he was on a journey. And he just blocked him. Like, Sorry, we heard you were passing. This guy, he's deaf. Can you be kind enough to just touch him as you're going? Hallelujah. And the Bible says, Jesus held him and said, Ephrata. Which means be opened. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, I said, thank you, Jesus. Chapter 8. So you, you see the flow of thoughts. 
chapter 3, chapter 5, chapter 7, now chapter 8. The Bible says he came to Bethsaida and they brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. Please, are you getting this? They brought a blind man. Please, sir, can you touch him for us? <laughs> that was Jesus. And then you know the story. He died. He rose again the third day. He came back to his disciples, rebuked them for their unbelief. And then in chapter 16, verse 17. Are you with me? He said, this sign shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. It says, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Praise the Lord. It was something that the public had observed about Jesus. And now he's telling them, you will see that at work in your life. He said, you will lay hands. Again, I'm saying he wasn't talking about prayer. You know, someone shared a testimony years ago. He came to <laughs> spend the night in my house. And I'm a, I'm a jaga jaga sleeper. No apology. I work hard. So when I sleep, I sleep like I deserve it. You know. But he described something. He said he was sleeping. Suddenly he felt electric shock. So he woke up. And then he saw my hand on him. So he just gently <laughs> like put it. Slept again. Second time, electric shock. What's going on? He woke up, saw the hand, you know, or maybe my leg or something. He carried him, put it back. And listen, I was just having a nice time. <laughs> and he kept waking up. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He's not talking about prayer. The torch might be accidental. Hallelujah. It might be something that you had. Something that you, you know, it's a good time to talk about this. Because there's a lot of talk about contagious stuff all, all around the world. And we're coming to that. But the Bible says this about you. It says, this sign shall follow them that believe. It says, if they, you know, Jesus <laughs> touched lepers. And instead of him contracting leprosy, the leprosy disappeared. Please, are you getting this? Now, it now comes to a point where, and this is where I'm going to round off on, on this charge. It is either you believe it or you don't. The truth is, the, the fact is, is what you've been called to do. It's your life. It's a capacity that you have. But you can choose to live below potential. Can I tell you something? Even if it is Jesus who is your teacher, teaching you and training you in charismatic ministry, you can still fail if you decide to. I mean, literally, Peter was sinking or about to drown in Jesus' presence. 
Jesus was teaching him. He said, come. And well, he tried. But we, even in Jesus, with Jesus in his front, he began to consider the boisterous wind and the waves. And the moment he lifted his eyes off Jesus and focused on that, he began to sing. Praise the name of the Lord. So the reality of the situation is this. You, I mean, this is virtually all I need to say regarding desire spiritual gifts. My plan was we'll just pray, you know, throughout about all that is happening. But I just impromptu decided to share this charge with you. And listen, it doesn't matter how many Greek words I share with you. When it comes to charismatic ministry, if you don't go out and do it, you will not see it. It doesn't matter. I, you know, I can be scholastic about it, prove to you, you know, that the story of Job is not the way people see it, you know, and all of that. I've done those teachings before. Paul's thorn in the flesh. All people tend to cling on to whatever seems to be an excuse not to walk in the miraculous. Have you noticed it? By the time you explain this one, they say, what about this one? You explain it. They say, what about this one? You know, and they keep coming up with new stuff. It's high time you accepted who God says you are. Brothers and sisters, at a time like this, how nice would it be to show the world what Jesus was talking about? Praise the name of Jesus. If we fear their fear, we will die their death. He said, these signs will follow them, but believe. Well, do you believe? I told you, I'm, I'm, I'm hopelessly, I'm, I'm going to be foolish in believing God till I die. You can't talk me out. Can I tell you something? Even if half of Nigerians contract the virus, I will still tell you this signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they will cast out them. You can't talk me out of it. I'm an idiot. Praise the Lord. An idiot with a few signs here and there. <laughs> just, just a few here and there. Glory be to God. Say thank you, Jesus. Say that's my life. Believe it. Until you believe it, you won't see it. And you have to believe it with tenacity. There has to be a consistency to your stubbornness. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Settle it in your mind forever that this is God's plan for your life and walk in it. Walk in it. Someone says, How do I flow in the gifts of the Spirit? He said, You know, it's just baby faith. These signs are following them that believe. I believe. Okay. I mean, the moment it dawned on me, I stopped saying I could not hear God. I can't, do you understand? Even if I wasn't really hearing much, if I was hearing at all, I just stopped saying it. Hallelujah. So, who is lying between you and the word of God? Hallelujah. These signs follow me. I, I they see you. If it's sight, in seeing, I see in hearing, I hear. Have you noticed that the people who flow 
in the gifts of the Spirit. They are very audacious in their speech. Borderline braggadocious. Have you noticed? <laughs> Talk your own. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say, my hands they heal. My eyes they see. My ears they hear. I function in the miraculous. Oh, I was born to flow in the things of, the God, of God. I was born to flow in the Spirit. Say like fish in water. The miraculous is my habitat. I'm at home with the miraculous. I wear it like a cloth. I wear discernment like a cloth. I wear prophecy like a cloth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. It, it, you know, it's, it's there, it's there, it's there, it's there, it's there, it's there. <laughs> Say, I got it, I got it, I got it. In abundance. In abundance. You start talking like that. that ah, me, I see you. Do you know a lot of, <laughs> do you know many witches are more braggadocious than Christians? They are the ones that used to. Any small thing, they are threatening people. Meanwhile, their power is, is microscopic power. Nobody will hear what. You know, I entered the room. A demon was bragging. Do you know who I am? I'm not a natural, normal demon. I'm a fallen angel. This is, as he was talking, I just walked to him, touched the center of his head with my finger. Bam! And he fell to the floor. I was silent for the next 45 minutes. And so I sat down and waited. You know, so that we will continue the conversation. <laughs> Microscopic power. But they are talking. You, you will not talk. What is your problem? Hallelujah. Say, my hands are healing hands. Ah, it's an aberration. Even Pharaoh, they see. Pharaoh, Pharaoh dreamt. Ah! Nebuchadnezzar dreamt. You, you must see. <laughs> you understand? Glory be to God. If they say you will cast out demons, that means you should at least know when demons are in operation. That means that's discernment. Because you can't cast them out if you don't know they're the ones in operation. So I see. You know, both angels and demons. I, I, I see demons who cast them out, not to greet them. <laughs> you know, but to cast them out. Hallelujah. Say, so that's my life. Accept it for... Do you understand? Can I tell you something? There is no perfect teaching on supernatural discernment. None. The Lord taught me this himself. You know, when you are teaching someone, how do you see in the realm of the Spirit? How do you hear in the realm of the Spirit? No teaching. No. There is no chapter in the Bible where you see step by step, you know, teaching on how to hear. The Lord asked me this question. He said, when a child is born, this was years ago, he taught me this himself. When a child is born, except if there's a problem, the child is born hearing. 
and born, you know, with the capacity to talk. But when you call the child's name, the child's not going to respond. Does it mean the child was deaf? And I said, no. And I said, so what's, he said, what's the problem? I said, the child needs to grow his ability to interpret the sounds that he hears. He says, such it is with the spirit. Stop praying for your ears to be open. Your ears are open. Your eyes are open. In fact, you are in, you know, there are some things I see in the spirit and I smile because I knew if it was seven years ago, I would see the same thing I don't know. You know, so after a while, you just get better at this stuff. And you just, sometimes, because you're expecting it to be the way you're hearing my voice, sometimes it's just a knowing. A knowing that is as strong as sight. Are you getting what I'm saying? Some of you know what I'm saying. And you just know. But that's my life. Say, that's my life. So, as far as this season is concerned, remember that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, sound mind, sound mind. Instead of being frantic and disorganized, oh, what do I do? How you know you have examined all the worst case scenarios? Remember, you have power, love, sound mind. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 0809-996-7000. Blessings.